values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with the show. Going to be an interesting hour as we talk about what's happening at 11.30. We are expected to have a press release. Now, I don't think there's going to be questions, but right now, here's what we do know. The Attorney General Merrick Garland will be speaking, and we think that they are just going to be releasing a statement. I don't know if there will be any question and answer. We are assuming, and it's an assumption, that this will be in reference to the search of the former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. So we are going to carry those comments live as they happen. That's expected to start at 1130 this morning. So we are going to treat everything else as we normally do. But at 1130, when that happens, we are expecting to take the attorney general's comments live. And so we'll have some comments about that and whatever we hear in this. We don't know what information will be in it. We don't know if they're taking questions. We don't even know if it's going to be about Mar-a-Lago. But we do know there's going to be a statement that we are taking at 1130. Um, so that's where we stand. Download the KTAR News app. I keep saying that. It is the only news app I use on my phone. It really is that good. When that press conference or when that statement begins, you'll be notified so you can listen live on your device. I want to talk about the economy of the United States for a moment. This has been something we've been wrestling with, and it has been a mantra of mine for a long time. And as entrenched as we are politically, individually in our ideology, there are certain things that we all should be able to agree on. Um, I think one of the things we could agree on is that all of us want our government to run as efficiently as possible. I think by nature, not by design, but by nature, governments are inefficient. They are inefficient machines. You could not run a business like you run a government or, or vice versa. You'd go to prison. Um, the government, our federal government, has a list every year, every year of waste and redundancy and billions of dollars, billions of dollars every single year that go unaccounted for. They cannot tell you who spent the money or what it was spent on. They lose equipment. They don't know where it is. It's just gone. So that inefficiency is something all of us can agree needs to be as little as possible, realizing that a government is also going to be um, it's because of its size. There is going to be inefficiency. The other thing we should agree upon is that um, we should all be treated fairly. Well, what I don't understand is if both political parties do not trust the government. I'm having a conversation with somebody online right now on Facebook about what a horrible human being Donald Trump is, and they just think he's horrible. They think he's a horrible president, that we've never had a president as bad as him. He's a criminal, and I mean they're entitled to that opinion. I'm not even trying to defeat their opinion. But why would you give a government run by that man, if you hate him that much, any more power by giving them expanded power in the office by precedent that is sent by another president or more power in the government, whether it is someone that you think is despicable like Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or you think it's Ted Cruz and McCarthy that are despicable based on your political leanings? Why would you give that government, that branch, the legislative branch of the government, especially the House of Representatives where all of the spending bills start, why would you give them more of the American people's money? You have to buy into this class warfare argument to the degree that you don't care if it's good for the country as long as rich people get punished for being rich. They shouldn't be able to keep as much of their money. 
I don't know if I don't know how anybody's life is improved by stealing money from the rich. And I believe it's stealing. When you say they don't need it, they have enough. Nobody needs that much money. So you believe you're entitled to it. That's stealing. The federal government has collected $4.1 trillion through the month of July. It set another record. We just, we now, our government, our government in the Senate passed a bill that is going to dramatically increase taxes on one segment of our society they claim is only the wealthiest among us. They are going to increase the size of the IRS by 87,000 agents. Why? So that they can further collect taxes. Well, though only from cheaters. Okay. All right. Well, when when the when the the government changes hands, and it will at some point, if not in twenty four, it will. When you have Republicans in charge of the all right, so I'm, I guess I'm going to ask it a different way. I'm going to ask this a different way. If Donald Trump along with, let's say, McCarthy's the Speaker of the House, and uh, Mitch McConnell stays running the Senate, or better yet, let's shift it around a little bit. Ted Cruz becomes the Senate Majority Leader, and they have the majority of the House and the Senate, and Donald Trump runs and wins re-election. How many of you are going to be comfortable with 87,000 new IRS agents? Well, that's different because Trump's a horrible person and he would weaponize the IRS. Well, hang on a minute. The Biden or I'm sorry, the Obama administration, whether it was Barack Obama himself or just an activist that they put in office. They weaponized the IRS. They were caught doing it. They had to make retro. You know, they had to make um, they had to make restitution. They had to make things right for conservative groups that were trying to get um, nonprofit status. So if we collectively don't trust the government, and what I mean by that is just by nature of the beast that it is, we don't like it when the other party's in charge, but in general, we want the government to leave us alone. Why would we be in favor of something that dramatically increases the size of the IRS like this? Either side of the aisle. Instead, here we are fighting amongst ourselves, and we're not holding them accountable. It never made sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. I do not get it, and I think that we should really as Americans take a good hard look at what we're doing to each other and allowing the government to go unscathed. The power of the ballot box is still the power of the American people. Coming up in a moment, we are going to get you caught up on the headlines. We have something called Did You Hear This? It happens in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, let's catch you up on the biggest headlines of the day so far. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. FBI Director Christopher Wray came out against the uptick in threats made toward agents following the Mar-a-Lago investigation. Any threats made against law enforcement, including the men and women of the FBI, as with any law enforcement agency, are, are deplorable and dangerous. 
What can be done to stop these threats? Well, they, uh, I think, first of all, the rhetoric has to stop quite a bit. I think that we have to stop allowing the, um, the fringe in our society to control the narrative. And that goes for both political parties. I think that we have, when these things happen, uh, we can't downplay them to the point that they're not important, but we can't inflate them to the point that that is the people that are carrying the message for everybody involved. We have to start looking at things more closely at the things we agree on and realize that there are going to be people that take advantage of a situation to vent their anger. It happens in every single instance that there is good and bad, and we shouldn't allow this mob mentality to take over any part of this argument. While former President Trump has not favored pleading the Fifth Amendment in the past, he did so yesterday during a deposition in New York City. It's a big deal, given the profile of this man, that he finally listened to his lawyers. And frankly, I think we all should be glad that we have the Fifth Amendment protections. And now Donald J. Trump is employing the Constitution for his own benefit. What are your thoughts on him taking the fifth? Uh, you know, there's two schools of thought. I'll tell you what I think. The the, the downfall in this argument for the, the former president is that he has come out and said before, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, if you're not guilty, why are you pleading the fifth? Well, if you've said that and that's been your stance in the past, you are giving the, the impression that you're guilty of something by doing this. At the same time, if I were sitting in that chair with investigation after investigation after investigation into me for four years where no evidence of wrongdoing had been found, and it becomes obvious to the people around you that they just want you gone, I probably wouldn't give them any fodder for their investigation. I'd make them do their own work. And as anybody that in law enforcement will tell you, you don't have to speak. You, it's up to them to prove a case. You don't have to speak. So um, I don't think he should have said if you're not guilty, you you shouldn't take the fifth because now when you're in this situation, it looks like you're admitting guilt. Uh, prices are continuing to rise, including your everyday grocery items. Coffee, which is up more than 20% from this time last year. Cereal and bakery products, a 15% change. Milk, the average price of a gallon last July would cost you $3.63. Now it's $4.16. Have you had to change your purchasing habits? No, I haven't. I live alone, so I don't have to. I don't I don't have the same kind of, uh, I don't have the budget for food like other people do. I, I, I mean, My kids are grown. My kids have had to change how they purchase things. That's what why the hard, it's hard for me is watching my girls support their children and watch them have to make big changes. That's the issue in my household or my family. Me personally, no, I live by myself, so I'm able to navigate things the way I, it is more expensive, but I'm okay. I don't have to worry about it in that sense, but I feel horribly for my kids. The Phoenix VA hospital was forced to relocate 26 residents from its nursing home after rats were found in the walls and ceilings. We want a thorough review of every location. And once we do that, then it comes follows with a very thorough cleaning and re-sanitation of everything if there was any activity. What should we do to ensure our veterans receive the best care possible? That's it. And I would say that's what they have to do. And I'm not saying it's too little too late. As a matter of fact, I'm uh, two things. I am so happy that people in charge of the VA are getting out in front of this. 
this and they are saying this never should have happened. It never is acceptable to happen and that we are going to do something about it. And here's what we're doing. I am so happy to see that. I will tell you that that is a huge step in the right direction from the behavior of administrations way in the past that we would have done at the VA. Acknowledge that there is an issue that's unacceptable. Take the lumps that you're going to take for it happening. Tell them what you're going to do to stop it from happening and tell them what you're going to do from preventing it from ever happening again. I think this is the best you could make of a bad situation, but the fairness thing here is hold them accountable to make sure that they keep their word and that they do exactly that. Hey, thanks, Julia. Good job once again. And uh, we are awaiting the uh, the uh, attorney general of the United States, Merrick Garland, is supposed to speak at 1130. So at 1130 this morning, he is scheduled to speak. We do not know the details of what's going to be said. We are making the assumption at least part of the statement will have to do with Mar-a-Lago and the FBI raid there. We don't know that for sure. We don't know if they're taking questions. It may just be a statement, but we will carry those comments live here at KTAR News. So what we need you to do is Download the KTAR News app if you haven't already. If you have, you'll be notified when it starts. You can always listen live from your device. It's the best way to consume news. So coming up in a minute, we'll get to all of those things. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. We are awaiting uh, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States. He is supposed to make a statement this afternoon. We are assuming, and I think it's a pretty good assumption, that comments will be made about Mar-a-Lago. And let's get caught up on that just for a moment while we're awaiting the Attorney General. Um, News has come out. You know, over the last couple of days, more and more information comes out. And I started asking some questions about what happened in Mar-a-Lago. And uh, the president of the United States, been a bad week for them. The former president, I should say, um, Donald Trump. Um, the former president has had some issues this week. Obviously, he's pled the fifth um, uh, in cases in New York. Has nothing to do with what happened at Mar-a-Lago. But there are questions about classified documents that the president had that the government wanted back. All right, we got to toss to Merrick Garland. He is approaching the podium right now. Okay, I'm sorry. We that we dropped the feed. As soon as we get the feed back, we'll be going to the attorney general. Um, so just technical difficulties, but he is at the podium. As soon as we're able to pick the feed back up, we are going to be going and throwing it to Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States. As I was saying, um, the met, the the legal issues for the former president this week have been on two different fronts. One of which was the FBI going to his home and searching for documents in his home. And so the attorney general is supposed to. We believe what he is going to speak about is about this topic is about the FBI and whether what the grounds they had or what reason they had to do this, because there are many and many of them are in law enforcement that are not necessarily Trump supporters. It isn't always someone that's on your side of the aisle that believes one way or the other. There are many people that are law enforcement experts that have done this for a living for many, many years, saying this is highly unusual, never seen anything like this. This is not the way we do business. And these are people that have been involved in in investigations into presidents and say, that this is highly unusual. And for the White House to say they had no idea this was happening, there are many people that just don't believe that that's true either. 
So we are trying to get that feed reconnected. And as soon as we can, we're going to bring you the the comments of the attorney general in its entirety. And I'm anxious to hear if they are going to give us information because, you know, normally the investigators, the federal government especially, they don't comment on investigations that are in motion. But because of the upheaval and the uprising of, of, of questions about this, there was and we don't know if it's connected. But today, an FBI field office in Cincinnati, Ohio, a man approached and tried to get in who was wearing body armor and who was armed, tried to breach the visitor's security area to get in, was not able to, left in a white crown Victoria and made his way to another county while the police were in tow. There was a shootout and there has last we heard there was a barricade situation where they were telling people in the area to lock their doors and to stay locked down. So that's as much as we know about that. But with the political climate as hot as it is in this country, we have got to do something, something for cooler heads to prevail. I understand the passion that's out there. I feel it like everybody else does. But we cannot allow violence and let the people that would act out violently be the heroes in these situations. They don't make the situation better. They make the situation worse. And we become further and further apart from each other. I believe there needs to be equality in how it's viewed, meaning that when somebody on one side of the aisle acts out violently, both sides need to condemn it. And when it happens on the other side, both sides need to condemn it. There cannot be somebody that is just making excuses. And to be very clear, there is absolutely no proof at this time, although it isn't a big leap, there is no proof at this time that this guy that tried to get into the FBI building is doing anything in connection with the investigation of the president's home in Mar-a-Lago. But the timing of it would be very, very coincidental if it was the other way. So we are awaiting what is happening right now is we have got the uh, <clears throat> the attorney general of the United States, Merrick Garland, is speaking right now, and he is making a statement about what is happening. Oh, we're waiting for him. OK, we're still waiting for him to start his statement. And as soon as he makes his statement, we are going to take it to, from him live. I thought for some reason we were going and he just we just weren't able to pick it up. But um, the attorney general of the United States um, has to do something here. He gave the go-ahead on this. There was a judge that signed off, but there's questions about that judge, magistrate, and so all of this is in question. And I just want both sides to calm down. The side that believes that President Trump is evil incarnate and that this is finally the nail in the coffin, they've been doing this to this guy for six years. And the four years he was in office, everything that was the investigations that were happening turned out to not be true. Whether you're a Trump supporter or you're not, there was no evidence, no evidence of wrongdoing by the former president. So don't jump to conclusions. And for people that are Trump supporters, you don't know because we were my side of the aisle. I was one of them that was very upset about the lack of enforcement and lack of care taken by Hillary Clinton, the former secretary of state and classified documents that were on emails and that were all over the place. I thought something should have been done about that. And it wasn't. So before we start jumping to conclusions, before we start throwing stones at each other, let's wait and find if there's any kind of evidence out there from anyone that says that someone is guilty of a crime. And let's find out if Merrick Garland can give a reasonable explanation. And maybe he will, maybe he won't. They may not give details, but maybe they will give some details and give an explanation as to what is happening and why it happened. Because the what is what people are and I haven't heard anybody question um, 
whether or not the government had a right or had any business asking for these things. The way the argument is about the way they went about it. Uh, the former uh, one of the former acting attorney general, his last name is Whitaker, uh, said that um, it appears that they did this to make it look like it was a bigger deal than it really is. And that would be a concern. 90 days from a midterm election where there are a lot of candidates running for office that were endorsed, including just about every the only statewide candidate in Arizona. And there are six races. Five of the six candidates that won the primary are Trump endorsed. The other one was not Trump endorsed, but there wasn't a candidate in the race that was. But every single Trump endorsed candidate in Arizona won the primary. So there are those that are saying the optics of this are to make it look as if this is a much more serious offense than it actually is. And if that's the case, people have a right to be very upset. They have a right to be furious. And we'll see. I'm anxious to hear what what they have to say. And, and, you know, what's going on is uh, is really what depends on what the attorney general says is going to form public opinion one way or the other. So this is something that I think is very, very important. Um, I'm, what I think we're going to do is I think we're going to take a quick commercial break like we normally do. We are awaiting Merrick Garland. I apologize for the delay. Merrick Garland is expected to speak in just a moment. So let's take a quick break and hopefully get that done. And when we come back, we'll have the attorney general of the United States. Stick around. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. We are all kind of glued to the monitors here in the studio. I know it's weird. It's a TV set anywhere else, but when you're in a studio, it's called a monitor. We are monitoring and waiting for Attorney General Merrick Garland. Word went out this morning that Merrick Garland was going to make a statement. And uh, normally you kind of get a feel for you're told what they're going to talk about. What the There really hasn't been anything leaked about what's coming on. Uh, but we're anticipating at least part of this statement is going to have to do with the FBI going to Mar-a-Lago and serving that warrant the way they did at the for, at the home of the former president, Donald Trump. So we are awaiting those statements. The minute that he takes the podium, we will let you know. Uh, a couple of things I want to get to until that happens. Um, one of the things I've gotten a lot of reaction to, and it's been a positive reaction today, and I, I really appreciate it, is I reposted something on Facebook and on Twitter, and it was like it was something somebody written. It was from a, a, a Facebook page called Policeman, and it was uh, it was a quote. It was written about police officers and how they feel about the job they do and what they're looking for and what they're asking for because there is a huge number of police officers that are leaving the profession, and the question is why. Why would they be leaving that profession? And the answer to that question on many levels is lack of respect, um, that they don't feel respected, not just by the society, but not feel respected by um, leadership in their cities, that they don't have their back. Uh, the false idea, uh, and, and it is a false idea, that as a profession, it is bad. And that's really what's the public sentiment has turned that way. Um and 
much. I've, I've, I've equated teachers and cops quite a bit because I think both jobs are callings. Both jobs are very necessary to our community. They both take an absolute amount of trust for us to have people in those positions. Uh, whether you're teaching our children or we give you the arrest powers of a police officer, it is a level of, of – um, um, authority and a level of responsibility that we all have to have people in those places we can trust. Um, and nobody likes a bad teacher more than a good teacher. Nobody likes a bad cop more than a good cop. Um, there has been in the last couple of years, especially here in Arizona, and it seems like if it's not statistically true, it seems like we have seen a lot more cases of teachers acting inappropriately with students or with children, usually students. And it's usually when I say I should say educators and not just teachers. Sometimes it's administrators. Sometimes it's teachers aides. But there has been an uptick in at least the exposure of uh, inappropriate relationships or inappropriate, I shouldn't say a relationship, that connotates a two-way street, uh, inappropriate um, uh, actions toward children by educators. And I haven't said it, as much as I've had huge arguments with people about the politics of education, I have never in my life said it's an institutional problem. I have never lumped in all or most teachers into the pile of molesters or inappropriate toward children, that they do the job because they want to be closer to kids to do those things. I've never insinuated that. I've never said it. But public sentiment changed to the point of defunding the police in cities across our country because public sentiment was police officers take that job because they're power hungry. They want to beat people up. They want to have a license to kill. And that's what a lot of people have said. Um, and it be there's always been that group of people that has existed. There has always been a group of people that believe that the police are bad, the anti-establishment, anti-authority element in our society. But they've never really had the full voice of America. They weren't the leading voice on the topic. Well, in cities across of this country, they became the leading voice in all of this. And now what we're seeing is that it has gone bad in those cities. In the city of Portland, Oregon, you've got um, the Cracker Barrel restaurants closing their doors because of the crime wave. Uh, in Los Angeles County, 7-Eleven. Imagine how many 7-Elevens there are in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles area. The recommendation from the corporation was that their franchisers shut down their stores because robberies and theft, nobody's making any money and it's too dangerous. They're going to close them down. And you see this all the time in high crime areas where businesses don't want to go in, that businesses are, are pulling out of those areas. And if we don't get a handle on this with the two-way street of law enforcement and prosecution, we're going to lose major cities in this country. And I hope we're learning our lessons. But more than anything else, the idea that police officers aren't the best of the best is a false narrative. If you don't – and I've had – I want to be very clear. I've had very bad interactions with police officers a couple of times in my life. Fortunately, my foundation was always good because I came from a law enforcement family. Family members and close friends that are cops, and I know the kind of people they are, they hate bad cops as much or probably more than the average person does. But I've had two memorable, horrible interactions with police officers in my life, and they should never happen to anybody. And um, that doesn't mean that the profession is bad. And it doesn't mean that that cop should still be a cop. In one case, 
he isn't. That cop went to prison. I think he's out now, but he went to prison. That's how bad of a cop he was. Um, but saying that the profession is somehow damaged and the profession is evil and the profession is wrong is the wrong thing to say. And men and women are leaving the profession because you do it for the respect you have for the job and for the respect that people have for the job. When the respect is gone, it doesn't matter how much you pay people. I was just having this conversation with someone earlier today and earlier this week. Every one of us, whoever you are, chances are you feel as if you're a little bit underpaid, at least a little bit. It's why professional athletes are turning down $300 million contracts. They think they're worth more. That's why millionaire athletes and millionaire movie stars have agents that negotiate contracts for them because they believe they're worth more than they're getting paid. It really is what it all boils down to. So it isn't the money. It is about being respected in your job. When you are in a job where you feel like nobody respects you, nobody likes you, nobody trusts you, you don't want to do that job. Now you throw into it the violence. You throw into it the fact that a police officer has to deal with the worst of humanity every day. I used the real-life experience of what happened in Chandler yesterday. A young boy in Chandler was molested after school. And as a police officer, they have to go in and investigate that crime. So there are police officers that have to go and ask very difficult questions of this child in front of their parents. They have to notify the parents that this has happened. They have to deal with the angry parents, the anger that they must feel in their hearts that this happened to their baby, watching the innocence of that child robbed from him. And they do this on a daily basis. It is a horrible way to exist. And they internalize a lot of those things, and they stand in the gap so that you and I don't have to face it every day. And I think we need to treat them better. Matter of fact, I know we need to treat them better. You can hear the music. Uh, we were expecting to see Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, begin a statement at 11.30. They were doing all the prep work at the podium, mic checks and otherwise, and now there's been kind of a stall or silence there at the podium. But we are going to carry it live as soon as it happens, so make sure you have that KTAR News app downloaded on your phone. And as soon as those comments are made, we will take it live. You'll be notified on your device, and you can listen live from that device. Should be important comments. We're anticipating that it's going to be about Mar-a-Lago and maybe some other things into the investigation of the former president. I will be back tomorrow morning, beginning at about 8 a.m. Until then, have a great day, everyone. God bless.